thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so happy to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you for taking the time, and it is time well spent in the Word. Amen. We want you to get hold of a notebook, get hold of your Bible, follow along with us, make notes, because we're trusting that God's going to say something to you that's going to bring answers into your life for what you're needing answers for today. Amen. We've been looking at what we're calling the will and the ways of God. Because uh, God intends that every time we release our faith, God intends that every time we pray, we receive exactly the result the Word says belongs to us. Amen. So if we're going to always receive, then we're going to always have to know what His will and His ways are concerning our need. Amen. Um, If something doesn't just happen because it's God's will, we must learn His ways. And faith is not just interested in the will of God, it's also interested in discovering the ways of God so that we can take those ways. We can go those ways. And how many of you know uh, His ways are outlined in the Word so that we can arrive at His will? Amen. And we can experience it. Um, In probably about a week or so ago, I began teaching on the ways of healing. And we, there are seven ways of healing. We got into one of those. We're going to go back and recap that. And then we're going to keep going and talk about the seven ways because God so longs for people to be healed that he didn't just provide one way to receive it. When he provided seven ways, it's because he knows that everyone is at different, um, different levels of spiritual development. So with these seven ways, no matter if you've only been saved a short time or a long time, you can hook on to one of these ways and always receive what you need from God. Now notice this. I didn't say that everything will automatically change in your body today. It may, absolutely. But we can receive today by faith, hook our faith on. And if we'll just stay hooked on to what the word says, our answer will always manifest. Always, always, always. But listen, we should be believing for, we should be believing. I received today, so pain leaves today. Amen. Absolutely. But regardless of what this realm shows you, the faith realm, you can always Uh, release your faith in that spirit realm and and lay hold of what God made yours. Again, we want to remind you, uh, healing belongs to us. I mean, healing belongs to us. Himself took our infirmities and bear our sicknesses. Amen. Um, The word tells us, 1 Peter 2, 24, who his own self 
bear our sin in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. So it's not about getting God to heal us. It's about us laying hold of the light and the truth that he's already provided it. So it's already mine. Now, if I'll hold to that, then it'll show up in my body. Listen, healing doesn't flow from your body. That's why you don't check your body to see if healing worked. Healing flows from the Word. Your your body is the recipient of healing. It's not the source of healing. Many times people, when they pray, when they release their faith, they'll check their body and say, did it work? Well, if your body's the source of healing, check there, but it's not the source. It's the recipient of healing. You check the source. What What did the Word say? What did God say? And that's what you check. And if you'll hold to what God said, to what the Word said, the body as the recipient will start coming in line with the source. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So um, to get greater results with healing, we have to learn greater ways of healing. There was um, a minister who came up. There there was a a certain place that they had, had a healing school. And one of the ministers that was ministering at that healing school came up to the founder and said, you know, we're getting some people healed, but there's a lot of people that aren't receiving healing when we teach in healing school. And the founder said, well, primarily the reason is you're only teaching one way of healing. And he said, so you'll get a measure of people that can hook onto that one way. But if you want to reach more people, you're going to have to teach all the ways of healing. Amen. So that's what we want to bring to you so you can know where your, your faith can best hook on today. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because everyone's at different levels of spiritual development. So I'm going to, um, excuse me, I'm going to read to you the seven ways. Then we're going to go back and we're going to talk in detail about those. You'll want to note this somehow. Number one, uh, method of, of receiving healing, the name of Jesus. Use the name of Jesus. Demand in that name that sickness and and disease leave. You're not demanding it of God. You're demanding it of the devil. Amen. Amen. Number two, you pray for healing to the Father in the name of Jesus. So now you're talking to God about that. Number three, there's the prayer of agreement. Uh, Number four, there's the anointing oil. Laying hands, the elders... Uh, anointing you with oil and praying. Then there is the laying on of hands. The Bible says lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So all believers can lay hands on the sick and they recover as long as they believe it. (laughs) And then there's uh, through the gifts of the spirit. There's the gifts of healings. There's the working of miracles. And those operate as the spirit wills. You don't control those. The Spirit, these are His gifts. <laughs> they are the gifts of the Spirit. They're not the gifts of the Christian. They're the gifts of the Spirit. They're under His, His control. And um, you don't dictate when those operate, but if He wants to move that way, we have to learn how to cooperate with that flow. Amen. Amen. We can all also set the stage that's conducive 
to the flow of those gifts. Meaning this, people have to, um, they have to have a hunger for them. If, if you teach about the gifts of the spirit, he'll begin manifesting that way. People have to be taught so we can set the stage for that to happen. If the, if the spirit chooses to move that way. And then the best way of healing is just simply know that healing belongs to you. Now, let me give you an example of that one. Just knowing that healing belongs to you is something that Dad Hagen did years ago. <clears throat> Dad Hagen was raised up off of his deathbed uh, when he was 17 years old. And um, he, from then on, lived in divine health. He kept studying, becoming more skillful in the flow of divine healing. Um, and anytime something would challenge his health, he would take a stand against it. Now, this is where some people miss it is they're not consistent. Sometimes they take a stand and sometimes they don't. Full victory lies with consistency. Amen. Um, a stop and start method is going to hinder your arrival. What about if you're driving to work and you stop, go back to the house for something, drive back and look good, oh, forgot, and you're, you're going to hinder your arrival. Yeah. Why? Lack of going the same direction, brother. Just <laughs> <laughs> So Dad Hagen, that, that was just something he emphasized in his life and every believer needs to emphasize it. Always feed yourself on the truths of faith and healing because either you're going to need it or someone you come in contact with is going to need it. So Dad Hagen would practice that as an ongoing lifestyle, the flow of faith in his life regarding healing. He would tell his Bible school students uh, that were in his Bible school, he'd say, I haven't had a headache in 40 years. You know, he said, I remember the last headache I had. It was on his deathbed, you know, before he was raised up. And uh, so he had said that to the Bible school students one day. He says, I haven't had a headache in 40 years or whatever. He went out to get into his truck after that class and he sat down in his truck and a headache came or tried to come. And he just popped himself in the head and said, no, you don't. And he said, just like that, it left. That's called knowing what belongs to you. He didn't even talk to God about it. He didn't go into some anybody to lay hands on him. He just knew that healing belonged to him and he just would not let it stay. Now, let's talk about method number one, using the name of Jesus. Because we have referred to that in a previous episode in detail, I probably won't read as many scriptures, but I still want to refer to it. Uh, demand in the name of Jesus that the disease and the sickness go. Amen. Um, in Acts chapter 3, verse 1, this is where we see this um, exercised, demonstrated for us. Acts 3, verse 1, it says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes up on him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. 
Now, why would he expect to receive something of them? Probably because they'd given something previously. Uh You know? Um, Verse 6, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. This does not mean that the disciples were broke. Have you ever gone out and ran an errand and didn't take your wallet? Didn't need it. They're going to church. They're going to a prayer meeting. And so it's not that they don't have any of it. They don't have any of it on them. But Peter said, silver and gold have I none. Why would he ask them if he he expected to receive something of them? If they had never received something from them, why would he expect to receive something from them? They weren't poor. (laughs) So other times they had silver and gold on them. They said, today we don't. Silver and gold have I none, but, but look at this, but such as I have. Such as I have. You have, you have, you have, you have. He says, I'm going to give you what I have. And then uh, he goes on to tell him what he has. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. What did he have? He had the name. He had the name. You give the name. How do you give the name? You exercise the authority of that name. You speak to things. You give them that name. Um, you ever heard in, in, when you were little, maybe young, and you had a club, you know, a club of guys, a club of girls, and you had to have a password? Yeah. <laughs> you can't pat, you can't come in if you don't say the password. Yeah. You had to say the password. Well, I'm a member of the club. Not without the password. Right. You don't get in, right? <laughs> so we could say this, the name of Jesus is the pass against any opposition. Amen. I get past it with that name. Yes. It's the password. <laughs> I get past this. And they said, we're going to give you what we have. Look at this. The name is our possession. Yes. It is our possession. And he gave it to us to use it when we need. We don't have to ask God, can I use the name? It's within our possession to use. You know, if someone gives you something, that means you can use it anytime. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, this, this, this bracelet was not originally mine, but I have it now. I do not have to call the original owner and say, may I wear it? Yeah. Right. Because it was given to me, I can put it on any time. Yes. That name is our present possession to spend any time. You don't have to wait till you're in church. You don't have to wait for, to feel the anointing. Thank God when you feel the anointing, but the name doesn't wait for a feeling. We have no evidence that Peter and John felt any anointing that day. They just said in the name. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. What brought that about? The method or the way of healing called in the name. How do you use the name? You have to speak it. You you speak it. Amen. Amen. It will work for you and it will work for others. You can use that name in your own behalf or you can use it in the behalf of others. Praise the Lord. So we see that that name works. Now go with me, if you would, to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 9. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. 
Now, and you'll remember that after this lame man was healed, um, Peter and John were called on the carpet, so to speak, right? And uh, the religious leaders threatened them. And you know what they said to them? They said, they called them and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. Well, that tells you who they were yielding to. (laughs) They were yielding to the devil. Why? The devil hates that name. And they commanded, don't use that name anymore. Don't use that name. Now we're going to see why it shows the devil hates that name. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, it reads, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given Jesus a name which is above every name. Now that's the power of that. It's above every name. So anything that has a name, this name is higher. If you can name a need, if you can name a sickness, if you can name an opposition, if you can name a test, you can name a trial, the name is above that name. And that's God who elevated him, exalted him. How did he exalt him? By giving him that name. Verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth. Look at this, and things under the earth. Demons, evil spirits, that when that name is declared, demons who find their place in under the earth still have to acknowledge that name by bowing. They have to. They hate that name. Why? It, it, it reminds them of their total defeat. Yes. In verse 11, and says, And that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Mm-hmm. Every sickness and every disease must bow to that name. Yes. Amen. Listen, demons always obey the name. That's right. They don't have Amen. an option. Amen. Amen. Um, when you're a parent, do your kids always obey you? <laughs> it depends on training. <laughs> It depends on law enforcement. (laughs) What laws you enforce in your house, right? I'm not talking about policemen. I'm talking about you, the parent, policing your own children, right? Uh, People don't always obey the name, but demons must. They must. They don't have an option. Amen. Notice... um, they didn't lay hands on this man. They just spoke the name. Mm-hmm. Peter and John just spoke the name. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't pray. They didn't pray. Yeah. They didn't pray. They demanded in yeah. the name yes. things be done. Do you know you can take that name and demand that things come in line? Yes. Yes. In the name. Amen. 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 Very good. Hallelujah. The devil's not mentioned. Yeah. No. no, he's not mentioned. They just knew that at that name, every name that's lower yes. had to bow, yes. had to give way. Yes. Amen. 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 Um, now go with me to Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. Yes. Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, it reads, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, talking about these religious leaders, when the man was raised up at the gate, beautiful. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John 
and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. What's that mean? They're not Pharisees. They're not doctors of the law. They're not scribes. They're unlearned. They marveled and they took knowledge of them. Look at this, that they had been with Jesus. Mm. They are not learned in the academic setting. They're learned in the example setting. They lived with Jesus. They saw the example. They saw how Jesus operated. They, they were personally tutored by the carrier of the name. And they got results. Amen. Amen. The disciples had this revelation and skill with the name because they had spent time with Jesus. They knew him intimately. When people use the name and don't get results, go back to this. Is there an intimacy? Is there a personal uh, knowledge, revelation? Has it landed in you? Has it become light to you? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can use that name uh, in believing for an unsaved loved one to be born again. Mm -hmm. It's not accurate to pray for God to save uh, that lost family member. Why? He's already sent Jesus. (laughs) He's done all there needs to be done for the purchase of every man's salvation, right? So it's not, oh, God save him. He did. He sent Jesus. Now, what we have to do is we have to let people know their part. See, we're trying to get God to do something when it's people need to do their part. Now, go with me, if you would, to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, because we're going to look at taking the name and not only receiving healing with it, but helping use that name so that others can be born again. Second Corinthians chapter four and verse three, second Corinthians chapter four, verse three. It reads this, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. So he's talking here about those unsaved, right? In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Now, so he's calling Satan the God of this world. People think, well, no, God in heaven is the God of this world. Well, you remember Adam turned this earth over to Satan. He turned that authority that he possessed over to Satan. Satan became the God of this world, little g. God of this world. And that's what Paul is telling us in Corinthians here. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Look at this. For someone to be unsaved and want to stay unsaved, it's because of blindness. No man who sees wants to, wants to stay on the road to hell. They're blind. If you were posted at a cliff, or let's say this, there is a hundred yards before there's a cliff and you're standing out there and you're flagging down cars, motorcycles, bicyclers, whatever, and say, don't go up ahead. There's a cliff off the, off the end there. Don't stop right here. Take this turn and go back on the road and you can get back on the road. Um, you would have to be something wrong with you. Right. 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 
right? Yes. To keep going into certain destruction. Yes. That's what he says, the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. They have to be blind to keep heading towards certain destruction. People say, how can a loving God send people he loves to hell? He doesn't. They were already headed there. He sent Jesus to rescue them and say, don't keep going that direction. Right. Go That's this right. direction. Yes. That's right. That's right. And if they won't receive him, he can't stop them from where they were headed. That's yeah. right. Amen. They were already headed there. Right. Yeah. You see? Um, so here you say, how do I take my family? Uh, there's unsaved family members. I've been praying for God to save them. No, you have to do something with the, the God of this world who's blinded their minds. That's right. the problem. So you say, Satan, in the name, in the name of Jesus. Why? Because at that name, every knee must bow of things under the earth, things in the earth. So you say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, you take your hand of blindness off their mind. See, their minds are blindness, blinded. His hand of blindness is on their mind. You take your hand off off their mind in the name of the Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Why? So that the light of the gospel can come in. Amen. That's how you do it. And then from then on, you say, thank you, Father, for sending the light to them. Thank you for laborers coming across their path, telling them why, because how can they believe without a preacher? You see, somebody has to tell them. And many times they won't listen to you. They're done listening to you because you've already tried. But God knows who they'll listen to. So pray that God would send forth labors is what Matthew 9 says. Pray for God to send forth labors. Father, I thank you that now that the blindness is gone, the light can come and be received. See, believe that. Believe that. So that name will, that name will uh, bring someone to a place of receiving their healing. That's a way of healing. Use the name. But it's also a way of salvation. Use the name for those who are unsaved loved ones around you. Amen. Amen. Someone that, if I could say this, that you have a voice into their life. You have a voice in their life. You just can't randomly just go and start binding things and loosen things over just people walking down the road. But those who you have a, you have a voice into their life, your family member. Amen. Take that name and, and win. And if we lay down the name, the name can't do what it's supposed to do. You know, you can have a sword to win a fight with, or you can have something to win a fight with, but if you lay it down and you don't use it, no wonder you lose. The name will keep us from losing. Amen. Well, you don't want to miss next time. We got more to talk about, more to minister on. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, The Healer Divine, we are presented with a study of the healings of Jesus. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. On this CD, Confessions of Healing, Nancy Dufresne begins to lead in confessions for healing from the scriptures allowing time for the listener to repeat them after her. If you or someone you know is in need of healing, this CD will be a blessing to you. Order today at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line 
We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We invite you to join us for our annual camp meeting here at World Harvest Church in Marietta, California. Speakers include Nancy Dufresne, Jesse Duplantis, Jerry Savelle, and Bill Winston. For more information, please visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.